Hey, this is Jaron. You're listening to The Dangers of Christian Rock, or something like that podcast. This is Colton. Uh, We're happy to bring you another episode, and it starts right now. Yo, we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Dangers of Christian Rock. I'm your host, Brett Connolly. The boys are all back. This is the first time in a few episodes. We got Colton. We got Jaron. We're all here, and we are talking about one of the best bands of the early aughts, and maybe just the early aughts. It got a little weird there after a while, but today we are talking about Pillar. Uh, Let's just, I want to get right into it. Uh, Colton, tell me about your first experience listening to Pillar, and does it hold up? Have you gotten a little cold towards them? Has it warmed up? Where are you at? So, I mean, it was probably a radio. Pillar is kind of one of those ones that just kind of snuck in there. And I don't know if I remember a distinctive time where I was like, oh, dang, who's this band? Amazing. I'm so happy to hear them. (laughs) It was just kind of one of those bands that was there. Like, uh, I can't remember. I think Echelon was the first song I remember listening to but i could be totally wrong for all i know it i mean the the whole fireproof album i think is the the first one i remember hearing um i didn't expect them to hold up but they had some good songs like i was i was like dude this is gonna be just as cringy as most your other early 2000s new metal i enjoyed some of it and i'm very surprised to report that uh i don't know if it all held up uh some of it was rough but uh there was some there was some bops as the mm. kids would say uh some real ones yeah i love it i love it bunch of bops what about you jaren man i'm just gonna say this right now i was actually really excited about this episode because i have fond memories of of pillar man and pillar was kind of like where i started cutting my teeth on christian rock and like getting into the harder stuff i think it was uh i mean it was definitely fireproof and where do we go from here where i was like trying to get my dad to listen to christian rock with me um he obliged but i don't think he was super happy about it but i do remember (laughs) taking like the album art um and playing with the little phoenix or whatever that bird is on on the album art uh in photoshop and like doing stuff like i was man i was a pillar fan i'm not gonna lie um it's been a number of years since i've actually listened to pillar uh but i was happy to jump back into it man uh i think my first experience with knowing who pillar was um if i if i remember right the right order um there was a there was a youtube or not YouTube, U2, like, recognition album called In the Name of Love or something. Yeah, okay. And Pillar did uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday, and uh, that was kind of my first Pillar experience, because like, whoa, shoot, this isn't bad. That was a dope track. Yeah, and I think that's why people think U2 is a Christian band, uh, because of that track. Uh, If you ask any youth pastor that likes U2, they're going to be like, oh, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Um, Because it says to claim the victory that Jesus won. And that's like, all right, cool. The one time that U2 talks about Jesus. Um, I'm a youth. I was a former youth pastor, right? And I'm offended by that impersonation. Wait, was pastor something? Was a former? Does that mean you are currently now? Yeah, that was the the old trickeroo. I'm back in it. You never leave it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, Yeah. So Sunday Bloody Sunday is where I kind of was like, all right, let's see what else Pillars got. And then I bought Fireproof, and I bought Where Do We Go From Here? And man. I, I was excited about this episode, and I'm still excited to talk about it. What about you, Brett? Ooh, 
man, I like I was aware of Fireproof, um, but I remember owning the CD. Where do we go from here? And as I listened to it was probably the first time I actually like sat down and listened to this album in well over a decade. <laughs> but I felt like you remember that day, it was the last day of school and you were, you and your friends were about to have a pool party and you would just play songs to hype you up for the summer. I listened to this and that's what it felt like. It reminded me a lot of like, uh, early, early, early 2000 rock, whether that just blending into, you know, your friends pushing shuffle and, uh, you know, some headstrong by trapped comes on and then you got some like Huba stank and then you got some POD and then you got some pillar. Like that's, it all just kind of came rushing back of like songs that I haven't wanted to listen to in over 10 years. And then I'm like, I kind of want to check out POD again. Like that's how I felt with uh, where do we go from here? And uh, that was really my uh, my pillar, if you will, um, with with this band. You see what I did there? That was a real sneaky, there. real sneaky joke. Let me tell you, real, real sneakeroo. Okay, so let's just uh, Brett top five tracks. Oh goodness! Uh, well, I can tell you, <laughs> I don't think there's a single one. For, after 2006 they're all pretty early on in their discography um i'm just going hypnotized i'm going bring me down and i'm going frontline uh just just have to do it those just hit they felt right it felt like uh summer vacation for me all over again i really enjoyed awake uh, that is from their 2006 album, The Reckoning. I always fail to remember. Why do I feel like slipping away? Why do I I like those tracks. It's kind of tricky when you have like the back lyrics that are doing something slightly different. Um, this is where the front lyrics are very clean, but then kind of the back lyrics have a little scream to it within the chorus. Um, and for some reason, as I was going back and like listening to the music, it just, it caught me a little different. Uh, some of these songs, once I got past like the ones that I really knew from like, you know, 2003, 2004, kind of in that space, 2002, uh, they all started kind of just melting together for me, but the awake and just the way they kind of blended the lyrics uh, hit me a little different. It was a good song. And then uh, number five, boy, I I want to say fireproof just because that's an easy pick. Um, let's go uh, echelon. How about that? Let's do that. That's number five. That seems like a good one. Only because, again, that just embodies uh, the type of music in that day and age. Um, that kind of like rap rock. Um, I listen to that and I go, boy, I haven't thought about listening to music like this in so long but it again it just it felt right and I feel like if we ask someone who's maybe a teenager now they would listen to it and go what is this um, but for us growing up in like junior high and high school and that was it was definitely a sound I like a sound I don't know if it was the sound it was a sound um, kind of like you know Linkin Park would do a lot of that every now and then like the Jay-Z Linkin Park album will come up where they're just kind of doing this like rap rock and uh pillar tried to do this a little bit did they achieve it who's to say not me um but but i definitely <laughs> enjoyed that sound so you must have liked like uh who was or not who's thank uh oh limp biscuit oh limp biscuit who wow fred durst what a guy Colton, what are your top five? Okay, so I mean, 
some of them are going to be pretty, pretty apparent. You know, a couple of the, a couple of hits, and a couple that I don't remember ever hearing before. But I was like, dude, that was awesome song. Uh, so Echelon, I just remember like that coming on as we're doing this listen through. I was like, dude, I I enjoy this song just as much as I did in high school. Like, this is a dope song. Um, and then I'm gonna go with my other ones that are just like lazy but i enjoy the songs who cares whatever they're hits for a reason uh hypnotized in frontline um i still remember seeing pillar at um what was it it was at fiesta or not fiesta texas oh six flags over texas um the truer or the less true fiesta texas they have a fiesta Ooh. but it's just not as fiesta like uh <laughs> but i remember seeing them there astro world's where it's at h-town all right. Uh, I'll take your word on that. <laughs> but I remember him doing the, you know, front line where he's like, you fist race, huh? Let me hear your battle cry. And you could tell he wanted everybody to scream. Mm. And all these middle-aged parents who brought their kids to this were not having it. Uh, but I was having a heck of a time, you know, headbanging because why not get under the skin of everybody else there while we're waiting for the real, not the real, but Reliant K to come on. Um, the one that everybody was there to see, let's be honest. Uh, and then there was a couple on the reckoning. I do not remember these songs at all. One y'all are probably going to be confused by Elysian. Okay. It was just an instrumental interlude. I thought it was dope. Mm. Like it was so cool. It was, it was their sound, but it was very different from anything I remember. Cause I just thought they had a cool sound, but um, it was cool to hear like a little instrument or interlude. This one surprised me because I kind of hated it at the beginning, but then it transitioned so well. Uh, Chasing shadows at midnight. I don't know why, but like it transitioned so well, and I I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. That title reminds me of. Uh that vampire movie which one what we do in the shadows what we do in the shadows taiga watiti what's up what a movie i'm sure i I hear he's a big fan of the pod i I sure hope so (laughs) (laughs) um was that five i lost count i'm sorry all right it's okay well since you asked i'll tell you my top five (laughs) (laughs) um most of them are going to be from the Fireproof album. Uh, I was real big into Indivisible. Uh, One Nation Under God, Indivisible. I still like it. I don't know why. <laughs> I I honestly also really liked uh, Light at My Feet. Uh, I felt like Light at My Feet was pretty formulaic, but it was, I thought it still had some unique qualities. Um, Obviously fireproof because it's fireproof and it has to be on my list. Um, then dirty little secret um that one was just it was so catchy man couldn't could not enjoy it and then which one was it i think maybe bring me down where he's like yelling at the end you'll never bring me back again and then he just hits that scream and i was like all right My thing with Pillar is this, um, and I, I put it in our our group chat, but 
Um, I feel like it sums up my feelings about Pillar. Um, I did not know that Metamorphosis was an album until a few years ago. Um, but in my mind, Pillar went from, all right, what the heck is this, to, all right, this isn't that bad, to, Dad, can we change the radio station? Um, and I mm. feel like that mm. really sums up my feelings with where Pillar is uh, as of the most recent album. I think that was 2015. Um, once it hit, man, like the reckoning was like, okay, it was getting there for me where I was like, this is all right. I'm, I'm kind of done with pillar, uh, to, for the love of the game, which I was not super into. And then, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my top five. Um, and then the bonus track, like I mentioned earlier, because it was like my first experience with them was, was Sunday, Bloody Sunday. I think that they did a really um, really decent job at that. It was interesting, though, Brett, that you mentioned the, uh, the, the rap rock style of stuff. And they did that collaboration on Fireproof with somebody who I've made fun of on this podcast before. Uh, but they did that song with KJ52. They sure and did. <laughs> this is probably the one time that I take KJ52 seriously because it wasn't like goofy. And I like the goofy raps, as you probably know. Um, you know, I like the the goofiness that Donald Glover has or uh, Dave Bird, um, who has an alter ego of uh, Little Dicky uh, out You're of Philly. You're a big fan of Froggy Fresh, right? Oh, Froggy Fresh. You mean Krispy Kreme. Um, 2012. Krispy Kreme, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Krispy Kreme, 2012. Yeah. We back up in this. Y'all already know. Because I am the baddest of them all. If you ain't about money, then I don't mess with y'all. Y'all think I don't get girls, cause I ain't very tall. If she see my stacks, I bet you that she calls you know that I... Like, I like the goofy raps. But with KJ, like, at the time, sure, I liked it. A little bit. Like, your breath stank. Ain't nothing on the top of your breath stank. I'm just gonna say it right now. I looked at him and I just replied. I said, Zer! Um, but I liked this more serious side of KJ on this track, and it was it was an enjoyable track. I respect the heck out of that take. That's good stuff. No John Rubin, but KJ52, he, 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 he does his thing. But Good, shall we uh, get into the albums here a little bit? Let's do it, man. Let's. Boom. We talk in some Metamorphosis 2000. Here's what I think should have happened. I think the first album should have been called Fireproof, and the second album should have been called Metamorphosis because of how much that sound changed for the better. Um, They became a beautiful butterfly in my eyes at the time. Mm. Um, Mm. But with Metamorphosis, man, they did some cool stuff, and I could see what they were about to go for, but it wasn't quite there yet, and it felt severely underproduced. And I I think Mm. had it been better produced or more produced and i think had the mix been better like it was just you already can tell on this album that the dude's got an okay voice but it's not like a stellar knock your socks off voice um and i think it's indicative of of how well the production is in the next few albums because it really does transform what he sounds like into something much better um my early pillar days i started like digging into like the youtube stuff and trying to figure out all right what are these guys about and i found some live takes and i'm just gonna be honest the dude's not great live like not good at all Mm -hmm. i found a recording that they did in a 
in a mall setting somewhere and it was like ugh. and then i played through some of the some of the live albums their live tracks that they've got on spotify with the uh live at blue cats again the dude's got a voice for production and uh it really comes out on the subsequent albums but yeah metamorphosis should have been album number two um by title alone yeah i i know this was um they released this on their own independent label um one thing that i thought was this is probably my favorite pillar fact so they wrote this and they were in kansas and they moved to get a bigger audience and you know where they moved to oklahoma they were like we really want a big audience let's move to oklahoma um and yeah i mean i guess that's a step up from kansas but boy i don't know that's not a big step up i would be like i guess we're moving to dallas i guess we're but they're like we're moving to oklahoma that's where we want that big audience um and, and i think just uh that transition of being from it like independent to being signed really helped kind of take their concept of what they wanted to do and you can kind of see it a little bit in metamorphosis where it's like you could tell they had they were headed in the right direction they just needed some like molding they needed some crafting and then all of a sudden just a couple years later here you go with fireproof which has some bangers man it it was really good but metamorphosis i think you you needed that one to get to fireproof that's my take You know what's interesting about Metamorphosis is what I'm picturing every time I hear any of the tracks from that is a D-Now band. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's, we're really trying. We're not quite there yet. Um, please take us seriously. Yep. That's, <laughs> I hear D-Now band. Yeah. Lots of wah. Uh, the, the wah pedal was just their best friend on this album. Uh, it, it did feel pretty rough like hey guys take buy my cd and you know we we had some d-now bands that that did and i hope that someone got this as their d-now cd but yeah it was pretty i don't know it was very 92 or 180 you know what i mean they had some good good tracks man (laughs) they had good good tracks don't don't besmirch them uh in their you know however many fans they have no besmirchment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I liked when Detour 180 came and played First Baptist Clovis. Oh my gosh, that um, was so awkward. It's <laughs> like 20 people. <laughs> it was so... I was like, you, was I'm great. sorry guys, you came all the way from New Zealand. They should have taken a Detour this. and played at a different church. Um, Most deaf. Alright, End of Fireproof. Uh, unless you had more thoughts, Colton, I didn't mean to cut you off with the detour 180 talk. No, you're kidding. I got nothing. Fireproof is definitely like a powerhouse of an album. I mean, mm. there's no way that I can listen to this album and, and not just be all into it. Um, my biggest struggle was starting it and having to stop. Uh, because this is the kind of sound that you want to like take it and you want to go all the way through this album. Um, at least I do. I saw Brett nodding his head, but, um, and I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, I was like, I don't want to turn this off yet. I got to hop on a call for work. Can I move this call? Wow. That's a take. This album's very enjoyable. I will say, um, hindsight I thought was interesting. You know, they're saying like my hindsight's 2020. When I was listening to it on my way home, I totally thought it said my hindsight's 420. And today is 420. And I was also very, I was like, there's no way Pillar said that. And so I like, I like, was like, I, I got to circle back to the chorus. And I was like, okay, hindsight 2020 makes way more sense. Um, but just from like top to bottom, I thought this was really enjoyable. Um, 
Jaren, do you have a preferred fireproof mix? Do you like the radio mix or or what? I still don't know the difference between the two. I can't tell what's what's different about the other one. Like maybe I'd if somebody could explain the radio mix and how it differs than than the the mud rock version. It sounds the same to me, man. I think I think the mud rock version is just a little muddier. Mm. In the guitar, you know, mud rock, butt rock, dirt rock, dirt rock. Wow, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I don't know, man. Like this whole album was great for me. I like I mentioned, most of my my stuff came off on this one. Um, one that caught me by surprise that I really enjoyed back in the day that I didn't necessarily like as much now was just to get by. At the time, I liked it a lot, and I I think it was just the quick little repetition, just to get by, just to get by, like in the in the chorus. And I was like, like it just something about it at that time was like, yeah, I like this. But now it's like, I mean, it's it's a good song, but it's not like amazing. Yeah, I, I did not like Indivisible. I know, I think that was on your top five. It sure I- was. <laughs> I, I'm happy it, that it is. Um, I, it just seemed a little hokey to me. As soon as I start feeling the, the the cheesiness, the corniness, whatever you'd like to attach to to some some fun lyrics, I, I'm kind of out usually. See, that's the thing that I liked about it, though, is because you could definitely tell that. I mean, this came out. Right after um, 9-11, right? So, like, you're feeling the... Or at least I am. I'm feeling, like, the uh, the patriotism. Never going... Like, it's it just one nation under God indivisible. And it's just like, this is, this is it. So they save their patriotism to the back of their album? They're like, oh, you yeah. know what? We'll be patriotic at the very end. I like it, man. Don't knock them. Also, um, <laughs> speaking of like uh, the mud rock version or the radio mix, are can we settle this once and for all? I don't know if y'all have talked about this in the first season, but are we uh, unforeseen kiss or sloppy wet kiss? Have we talked about this? Have y'all talked about this with how he loves? We we did uh, oh, okay. a while back. Um, I what did y'all decide? If on? I'm not mistaken, we both land on the sloppy wet i don't remember because unforeseen sounds like kiss. they're trying to sneak up on you and yeah i don't want jesus i didn't ask you good i mean jesus is a friend of mine um that's another great that's rock a... song of, of our time but I, i'm a sloppy that's wet kiss. <laughs> good good we're all on the same page friend of mine jesus. it's like when he's like zap ding 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 he taught me how to play rock and roll. Oh, yeah. He's not man. only a fan <laughs> of rock and roll. He's also a rock and roll <laughs> teacher. Um, he taught me how to pray and how to save my soul. He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. The music may sound different, but the message is the same. It's just an instrument to praise his name. <laughs> that's something uh yeah i won't be talking about sloppy wet kiss behind closed doors uh, i'll be up front with it good as you should speaking of behind closed doors also a great pillar track i'm a big fan love it that's a real a shame that you hadn't mentioned <laughs> that song before are we ready to go to potentially apex mountain pillar 2004. Apex where do we Mountain. go from here? I I agree. I I know I where think we go this from is here. My favorite album. Into the next album. I, yeah. Where yeah. do we go from here? I think Obviously. it's down from here, right? Like the, I think this was their Apex Mountain. 2002, 2004. Um, man, th- this album for me, this is the one that I remember having the CD. I remember, like putting it in like my parents' car, they would kind of let me listen to it. And then they'd be like, uh, my dad would be like, 
well, it's my car. Uh, I'm going to play like the Beatles or I'm going to play Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, you can listen to Pillar on your own time. Um, I can definitely say that P.O.D., uh, satellite album is what I return to time and time and time again. But Pillar was pretty consistent. And uh, I, I look at the album art, just that blue background reminds me a lot of Satellite, that blue album. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, POD has the boys on the front cover with the blue background. But um, man, I just I just like this album. Um, it's, it's very nostalgic for me. I'd be interested, like, seriously, if I was not listening to Pillar when I was like in junior high and high school. If I listened to this now, would I still enjoy it? Um, You know, obviously I can't, I don't have the answer to that. Um, But just, I told you, right when I started listening to Hypnotized, it just took me back to like junior high. And it was like, man, simpler times. I'm all about this. This was fun. And what I've noticed is as I prep for different bands, there's always the, the albums that you almost have to just get through and it's almost a chore. Uh, and, and that's when like this becomes like a homework assignment where you're like, boy, these, some of these albums are rough. Um, I would go, I deserve to listen to where do we go from here again? Um, I deserve that. If I can make it through some of these older albums, I'm gonna go back to that. And I just like out of the gate, um, just with my, my star, uh, how I, you know, if I like a song, I go and star it real quick. Um, this one, without a doubt, has the most like stars. I, I liked uh, a bunch of these. I liked uh, Let It Out, Simply, uh, several, I think three of my five were from this album. At the back end, it gets a little wishy-washy, but I, I, I still liked uh, One Thing. I just thought it was a good album. Yeah, very very nostalgic album. Remember hearing this ton. So here's the thing: this is one of those bands I never owned a single CD of theirs. Uh, I relied purely on radio and hanging out with Jaron Martin to to fuel my pillar. Uh, so you know that's, th- not that's a dirty why a lot secret. of the... yeah yeah uh, yeah it is what it is. Uh, but you know I remember. Especially a couple of these songs. I remember seeing them live, and I agree, not a great band live. Uh, but I remember as a, what was I, like 14 or 15, being stoked. Like, seeing these songs played live. And it, I, this is one of those bands where I went back to it, and I guess I would say, Brett, there's been a lot of bands we've covered where I was like, man, I'm so excited for this album. Went back and was like, dude, this sucked. Yeah. Why I think so good of this. Um I was pleasantly surprised. And maybe it's because I didn't expect much. It could be mm. that, that I was like, bro, it's new metal. What is this? But I, yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. Um, I agree. It, it kind of tapered off, not so gracefully at the end, but um, some real, real strong tracks at the beginning. And Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Dope song to this day. Ooh. Yeah, they did a great, great cover of it. Um, you know, the thing for me was this album, I felt like, was more palatable for the, like, average listener. I feel like, I feel like Fireproof was really, like, upfront, in your face, powerful, and then Where Do We Go From Here kind of calmed it down a little bit, and not in a bad way, or that it was bad before, it was just... I felt like this was a much more every man's kind of album. Um, and I don't mean that as men only. I just meant like the common person, like somebody that likes rock. Maybe not necessarily heavy hard rock or, you know, screamo or whatever. Like I felt like this was like a good blended album that the every man could enjoy. Um, you know, I joked about dirty little secret a minute ago, but, that was one of the tracks that I really enjoyed from this album was it felt like you would hear that kind of song or that specific song, I'll just say, uh, on secular radio. And it would be, I feel like it would be pretty well received. Yeah. 
Let It Out was a pretty pretty good track as well for me. I think that that was a good good formulaic type of song uh, for this album, and I think again that every person could just really enjoy that. Overall, good album. I really like like between Fireproof and and Where Do We Go From Here. You know, I'm gonna I I, I wouldn't be able to choose a favorite between the two. I enjoyed them both. And this is where we uh, continue the journey into the reckoning. Uh, oddly enough, this is the album that they got uh, a Grammy nomination. And I feel like the two albums before that, I enjoyed significantly more. Um, but here's the reckoning, 2006. Um, and they still had some of the the energy that I feel kind of got lost along the way through the years. I feel like 2006, the Reckoning album, holds on to some of the stuff that you saw from Where Do We Go From Here and Fireproof. But you see uh, the the check engine sign starting to come on. I'm kind of going, uh, all right, we might need a tune-up here. I, I think I, I didn't do like a deep dive. I know a lot of kind of the original band members and things like that. There's, there's some transition starting to take place. Um, but you know, I thought, you know, you heard me say awake. That was in my top five. I, I liked the kind of the back scream lyrics and the chorus. Uh, I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, I thought Tragedy was was a pretty decent track in Crossfire. Um, I, I enjoyed with some of these songs and uh, like instrumentally, it would kind of catch my attention sometimes. They Sometimes they would throw you a curveball where you'd start a song and you'd go, oh, all right, this is just going to be one of their slow songs. And then all of a sudden they would have like a hard guitar halfway through. Um, this is when I feel like they really started doing that quite a bit um, because Truth be told, while I'm driving, sometimes I'm just like sampling through stuff and I'm like, all right, slow, not for me. All right, a little faster, okay. But when I would go back and listen to them a second time, I'd go, oh, this really like started going somewhere. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. and it started building towards something. And so I I like that even though the sound starts being a little bit different, um, they're still trying new things, which I, I at least appreciate with that one. But I liked less songs, but again, I feel... Tragedy was a good track, Crossfire, and of course Awake. Felt like this album had some... It was like they were messing with different sounds on different tracks. Like, Mm. it was 2006. It was kind of, um, you know, big time for throwing, you know, a lot of uh, the screaming into it. So, like, I was surprised at the beginning of Tragedy when he kind of jumps to the screen. I was like, whoa, where did that come from? Uh, very surprising. I thought sometimes kind of sounded like a pop punk song a little bit. I see that from this time. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like I I get, maybe you want to mix it up and not do all new metal, but what is this guy? Like it, and it felt like you said, maybe the check in engine lights kind of starting to show and it's like, okay, who (laughs) are we? Uh, what are we doing? Let's shake it up. And I was just like, it was kind of a, I enjoyed the album. You know, it was not my favorite and that's okay. Like I think the other two before it were much better. Um, but it felt very inconsistent as far as like what it was going for, the sound they were looking for. And, um, yeah, here's the thing. Two of my favorite tracks were on this album. Like, like I said, I was surprised by Elise and I was like, dude, this is dope. I felt like I was listening to uh, Polyphia for a moment with mm. that. And I was like, oh, okay. That's pretty... I mean, they're not that crazy. Like, Polyphia-esque. Don't, don't be looking at me like that. You knew I meant-esque, not actually as... Come on, stop. That was a fireproof take. That was hot. Love it. Oh. Well, you can't bring me down, okay? Ooh. <laughs> Just Ooh. wait till when tomorrow comes. 
Um, In hindsight, I wonder if we'll uh, think that's a good take. Speaking of when tomorrow comes. <laughs> hypnotized. You know, it was interesting as I continued to listen through this. Uh, when tomorrow can- comes, when that track came on, I couldn't not hear the Home Depot like beat. The sunshine of a new day shines upon. Like that just mm. it was the first thing that came to my mind was like, was this a Home Depot song? And then quickly realized that it was not. Um, this is definitely like this album. I never owned it. I sampled it, listened to a few things when it came out, and quickly realized this is not necessarily for me because by this point, um, I was already into stuff that was much harder and more post-hardcore, um, more screamy stuff, and this just didn't necessarily hold up. And this is where I'm starting to feel the... I'm probably about to ask Dad to change the radio station. Not quite there mm. yet, but it's it's on the cusp. And uh, I think that cusp leads us into For the Love of the Game, which was an interesting album uh, in its inception and what it was. like. Not my favorite. Um, in fact, it was probably my least favorite album out of uh, the entire discography. I thought that it was an interesting um they they wrote that for the love of the game song um had something to do with actual baseball and uh thought that that was an interesting like all right they got they got pillar to do that hmm. wonder if these are the same people that asked uh skillet to do monster for sporting events like let's just get out there see if we can get some christian bands to make some stuff real cheap for us that we can use on repeat forever and ever that's what i kind of feel like yeah for the love of the game and and i will say i want to go just backtrack real quick um with like the reckoning i thought it was fascinating that that's the only album besides uh metamorphosis that they don't have that like phoenix-esque logo uh I, i always thought that was a really interesting choice and i'm not sure how they landed on that but fireproof has it where do we go from here and everything past that but then you have the reckoning and they're uh pretty iconic within the christian world logo nowhere to be seen uh it's just them and like um times new roman pillar with like a little little fire looking bling but it's interesting their hats too they're getting ready to go play uh some 1930s golf that's good yeah yeah. (laughs) the legend of pillar vance (laughs) that's a good movie (laughs) now we're talking that's a mistake that's good um (laughs) 2008 i didn't mean to digress but i did want to mention just like i would really love to know how did they land on not using their logo on that? Um, was it a different? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't want to. Speculate, so you mentioned but... the Phoenix. Um, are you talking about just the pillar actual logo? Because on on where do we go from here? Underneath the the stylized pillar text, there's like an actual like Phoenix bird. Yes, but that, it always makes me feel like it's a feed. Like it's like a it is expanding. I like the L's going backwards. You know ah. to make make everything it's almost like the illuminati from uh from what's angels and demons you know with uh, good old tom hanks <laughs> and you, you flip it around and it's like whoa the l's are going in opposite directions oh, uh, this is still just an l but it's backwards oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah i, I just like i like the logo um for the love of the game it's definitely a, an album um I think I liked Throwdown 
truth be told, I don't remember a single thing about Throwdown, but I start it. Um, so I guess I liked Throwdown at, at some point listening. Ah, uh, yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> This was not a memorable album for me. I don't think I ran through it once or twice, and it was a it was it was an album. Um, you know, it it just felt like kind of a like you said, Jaron. Okay, Dad, it's cool. Back in my day, Pillar was really cool. No, all right, mm-hmm. Grandma, let's let's take you to get your pudding. But it, just, <sighs> it, it felt tired. Dude, pudding's dope. All right. Yeah, this I'm not. Is... I'm not knocking it. Well, Jaren gave a look. I was just laughing at pudding, uh, because homemade chocolate pudding, amazing. I mean, I like pudding, mm. but uh, yeah, I mean, for the love of the game, you know, nothing honestly on this album really stood out to me. Um, so I don't, I don't even have a track on here that I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, because I'll be honest, I couldn't tell you a single track from this if you quizzed me on it. Um, it just is listened to it a number of times, but it just was never enough to, it always just blended into the background and I got into other things and then ended up moving into another, it was so, I, it felt forced to like listen to this album for me. And so I found myself listening to other bands um, because I got tired of this. So I would turn into like some Doom VS and... And listen to just some sludgy, slow, um, like metal, and it was just much, much more enjoyable for me than than for the love of the game. And that's a true confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of confessions, I think it's time to to jump into the next one. Um, confessions, I enjoyed this one quite a bit more than for the love of the game. Uh, I thought call to action was. A decent track, and I felt like uh, better off now. Were decent track was a decent track, but this is Dad changed the radio territory, full fledged for me at this point. So when I say decent track, it was tolerable. Yeah. Did now remind me? Did we have any top fives from the 2015 album, the 2009 album, or the 2008 album? Any of us? I didn't. No. I did not. I think that's saying. I think that's saying something. Um, I, I agree. I think better off now. Whatever it takes it is fine. Um, I really want to talk about Shine for a little bit. This that, this one kind of hurt my heart. That one lost me. I was like, this is the song where I was like, oh, this is what Jaren's talking about with Dad turn off the radio. Uh, yeah. Is you covered Shine. What are you doing? Like, it, you go, Brett. You you had feelings it, it, about this. I I have a lot of feelings about this. Um, I I don't know. It was like they decided. Well, Collective Soul in the chorus said, "Heaven, let your light shine down." So it must be a Christian song. Like, uh, so they were just like, "Let's just redo Shine, but let's have it be like." the great value version, you know, it it felt like, um, there was nothing about it that made me think this was a step up, uh, creatively. Even, you know, recently, like August Burns Red covered 
chop suey. Um, I sent it to Jaren and Jaren was like, yeah, you're like the seventh person to send me this today. And I was like, cool, good. Um, and I, I just wanted to like, feel real special. You always do. Um, and uh, you know, it, it kind of put like an August Burns red feel to chop suey. But at the end of the day, I was like, I kind of just want to listen to chop suey. Um, and that's how I felt with shine. I was like, why am I listening to pillars version of shine? when I can just listen to uh, the original Shine. There was nothing about it creatively that I was like, man, they, they took a chance on this, or they tweaked this. or It just felt like it was flat from beginning to end. And it really reminded me... Um, so at, when I was at Dallas Baptist University, we would go to some like cheap, cheap, cheap Ranger baseball games. And that was when the Rangers had like Josh Hamilton... They had a bunch of Christians on the team, and they would connect with um, I Am Second, and they would do all these events before the games. And one day, uh, I was going to a game, and as I was walking from my parked car to the stadium, I heard Mercy Me playing. There was a Mercy Me concert going on before the, the Rangers game. And I was like, do I go or do I not go? I was really tempted not to go, but I was like, I'm going to go check it out. And... Uh, they made the creative decision to sing Won't Back Down by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers because it was talking about, you know, like, you can stand me up, you know, at the gates of hell, but I, but I won't back down. Um, and that's what it kind of reminded me of this Shine song. It was, it, it was a reach to make it kind of Christian um, because it talked about heaven, but creatively it was, it was just pretty flat for me. think pillar um you could take any pillar song or song that they've covered and replace a word with pillar in it like pillar mm-hmm. let your light shine down on pillar proof <laughs> i've been having fun finding ways to interject pillar into pillar tracks uh so pillar let your shi- light shine down mm-hmm. well at least one last album, 2015's One Love Revolution. Um, well, <laughs> what an album. Hmm. Uh, man, I honestly think I really like only actually enjoyed, uh, I think it was Embrace the Chaos. And I was like, all right, this song isn't terrible. Um, but everything else, man, n- nothing else on this album was a shooting star for me. Boy, this this album, man. Um, one revel or one love revolution was the track that I really disliked, but it was also the one that I would be like catching myself humming uh, later in the day, and I'd go, "What song was that?" And I would start listening to their stuff again and go, "Oh my gosh, I was humming one love revolution." Don't know the words besides the just the the title. Um, but I, I catch myself like, all right, this is annoyingly catchy. Uh, I, I thought I was ready to hate paratrooper. Um, but they still, they were able to muster up a little bit of true rocks there. It felt, you know, I had some some screams. Um, instrumentally, I thought this album wasn't awful, but it felt really flat, like, lyrically. Um, yep. It, it was like, 
it was like just some some dads locked up in a room trying to write you know lyrics to you know they they still had it instrumentally i thought it was kind of they did some interesting things in this album um but i almost want to just like see everything where it's just the instruments i'd be totally cool with just kind of going how does this sound without the lyrics um shooting star would probably be better as like a Katy perry song you know they were like we really like um you know what is it firework um but let's let's have another uh, analogy for like you're doing great. How about a shooting star? You're doing great, guys. Keep it up. It just it, it yeah. And clearly, this was their last album, um, 2015. I think I think they got the old crew back together. I was looking up. I think they got all the old band members back together for this one. Um, and then I think they just kind of called it a day. You know, they, they put kind of their the last few um, inspiring thoughts into this album instrumentally. I think it's worth kind of sampling through if you haven't listened to it. Um, But if you have really high hopes, you're probably going to be a a little bit disappointed. So I shut off the radio at confession. I just partially (laughs) didn't have the time. Partially I was just, I don't know. I just, I was not feeling going any further i felt like i'd heard enough maybe that's me being lazy i can live with that (laughs) truth be told you made a good decision colton i'll say that much you made a good decision (laughs) thank you my thing about pillar and i think it's indicative of a lot of christian rock and why i think a lot of christian rock might get like a bad name is throughout every album of pillars there is some sort of war or conflict or fighting reference and everything is about the fight of of some sort and uh there i don't think there's a single album that doesn't reference some sort of battle um between uh one love one love one love revolution my (laughs) word you know you've got paratrooper confessions he's got call to action for the love of the game, state of emergency, or, uh, yeah, I mean, that's about the only one, maybe. Uh, the Reckoning, you know, you've got Crossfire, I would even say Revolution, where do we go from here? Um, Aftershock, Frontlines, or Frontline, uh, and then Fireproof, obviously, you know, you've got, um, the whole album is just talking about some sort of fight, man, with echelon and fireproof and indivisible like it's just it's all some sort of conflict battle based and i think a lot of christian rock of this genre of this style uh likes to embrace that imagery quite a bit yeah i will say look at the most magical like knuckles they're giving like do you like the album art i, I love it it's just either one person's hyping himself up for a battle or two guys are meeting for knuckles. Um, and then there's just like this, again, it almost feels like a phoenix is rising from the knuckles. The only thing that can make this better is like that predator uh, where they're doing the handshake with like Arnold and it's like the muscles and they're just really strong. I want that where they're just doing that meme. Um, for See, I'm one seeing that. Revolution. I'm also seeing a little Terminator in here. Hmm coming up from the uh the molten metal or whatever and it's just like here's a fist um truth be told this is how i envision giving jesus a fist bump at some point um you know moses you know it really changed him to see god face to face and so i'm really hoping that my my fist bump with jesus is is gonna be magical like this And with that, I think, I think I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. I was gonna say I think we're we're done with this. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us as we talk about Pillar. Um, we'd love to know your thoughts. I'm sure there's quite a few Pillar fans out there. Again, I'm a I'm a big fan of the early work, um, and I think that it'll continue to hold up for me for a number of years to come. Uh, so I'd like to see where people land on the newer stuff, the older stuff. Hit our lines. Yeah, we'd love to hear your top five. Um, you know, where you kind of add on that. Also, I just want to talk about how Jaron 
uh, did some great research getting these caricatures of the three of us. That was pretty awesome. I think this is, I know we dropped it with the album, but this is the first time we've really been able to talk about the caricatures. So nice work, Jaren. I think the inspiration was Adventures in Odyssey. Is that right? Somewhat, yeah. I think we, Vaguely you know, so. being nostalgic with, with Christian rock, and I think it only was fitting. So uh, glad you guys enjoy it. like to hear what other people think. I feel like having our faces on the podcast art uh, makes us more credible, um, and I think it lends to a little bit more of our personality as a as a crew. So Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dangers of Christian Rock. Hey, if you want to connect with us, Hit us up on social. We've got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DangerXTNRock. 